Hello, everybody. Hello, it's us. There uh, we are. We're on the comedy couch. It's been uh, a long time. I'm, I'm Dennis Tripoli. Hensley. Yep. Wow, we said that at the same time. All right, that's that's we're out Good, of we're sync. saving we're time. Of, we're out of our rhythm. We're, we're a little thrown because our headphones didn't work, so we've got different headphones on. And uh, the show was a technical, technical nightmare. nightmare. Um, but we we got we made it through. I've set my alarm for okay. an hour from now. That's perfect. Uh, because we have really important things to do. We in have our an lives. outing. We're having a theater outing. Where are we going to go? We're going to see Silence the musical. That's right. The Silence of the Lambs musical at this funky place called the Hayworth Theater, which I've never been to. It's in an odd area. It's near MacArthur Park, which they say is melting, but I've been there and it's fine. And um, we're going to see how it is. I hear I it's think really I've been fun. There. Have I you? Think what I've been would to they have theater? done there? I think I saw Reanimator the musical. Oh, there, that, okay. Um, which was fun, but not great. That's where they do um, those kind of things. And I think it's and it's a it's this really nice little theater. It's yeah. fun. This will be good. But you know what you're going to like about this show? Hour it's and a short. half. Yeah. Hour and a half. Boom, boom. Ninety minutes out the door. All right. We've Back been to bitching. Been. Uh, away a while we've been traveling and places. working and i don't know it's life it's life yeah. and uh but it's two days before the election i'm and ready I'm nervous for, i'm ready to be done with it i'm, I'm a little scared. nervous as well i am as well but i feel like things are going obama's way and, but feel, that's the thing that scares me is that yeah. i'm feeling like of course they're gonna reelect of course tony and then it's like no there's no of course there's no of course you never know those days are gone tony those days are gone there's no more of course and you just don't know if there's going to be a recount or t- challenges or a clusterfuck. I know. I do feel like there's going to be a big – did you hurt your forehead? No. Here's what happened. I got a massage today because I was really tight, yeah. and she was doing some stuff in my forehead. And when I got – I looked in the rearview mirror. I'm like, I have a line down my face. Yeah. Okay. As long as it's – Amy not- went to town. Uh, did she, like, go, oh, let me – there's, like, uh, like a, let me get a pimple? No. I don't – she was just doing stuff on my forehead, like – Painful like, stuff or rubbing? Rubbing, but okay. it, it was she was she's got some upper body strength. Yeah, all right. So I think it's I, just a minor. I think scratch. it's a yeah. I think she kind of scratched scratch. it up. I know, but I was but like, I do. Wow. I feel like there's going to be uh, recounts and it's going to be long and drug out and Ohio isn't right and Florida and the, and you know because today they shut down. They sent people home. There were lines around the blocks for early voting. Really, and they were sending them home. Sorry, we're closed. Done for the day at like where noon. in what state? Florida. And so then people were chanting, we won't go, we won't leave, we won't leave. And Holy so then shit. they were like, had to call the governor. And they're like, okay, well, we'll reopen at 5 o'clock or something. Like, there's already just shit going on that is not supposed to be going on. Yeah, and just all of these, like, voter registration things, all these things that they're trying to do to disenfranchise people. It's so nakedly. And Romney's family owns the voting machine company. Really? That does Ohio. Oh, like shit. You know, it's like, really? Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. I went home to Arizona for a couple of days. To see some family, and there are Ryan Romney um, signs and so yeah. forth all over the place. That's a very red state, mm-hmm. and we didn't talk a lot about politics, but I could just sense in the air. There's no way nothing I would say would ever change their tune, no, and nothing they could say would ever change my tune. Right, and we're family that get along and love each other. But I'm like, if that's the way the country is, then I think it's. It sucks that our leaders can't come together once in a while and get something done because they sort of set the tone. Because we're well, that's what's so huge about the Chris Christie thing. Yeah, that was great. I mean, and him. he it seemed like on it. He was. I think yes. he finally was like, "We're in. This is a greater good. Greater good. I'm going to say how I feel for once. And yeah, and I want to take care of my New Jersey people. Yeah, and the best way to do that is to fucking give us some credit where credit is due. Yeah, and not make everything about. Getting reelected and the next and yeah. party staying party true like 
sometimes things there are some things bigger than just yeah you know but i just look all of these problems would go away if there was a third party you think I, so? Yeah, I think the fact that it's only two parties, I mean, it's the North and the South. It's like you're with the yeah. you're with us or you're against us. And it's like if there were if there was more than two, if there were three or four parties, yeah. then everyone would have people in their families that were of different it would just be something that people know they're very there's a great possibility that we are not going to be of like minds politically yeah. and that's okay. But since it's only two, it's it's just this whole thing of like, well, I have to convert you. Yeah. Or we can't even have a conversation. And and, and the, I could just tell there's no point in having that conversation. And they're really afraid that Obama's going to get elected again. And it'll be devastating for them. Devastating. Mm -hmm. Because they're small business owners and they believe that Romney's going to be better for business. Whether or not that's true. Right. And, um, you know, and also there's, I think, I was reading this great book about uh, the, the, the difference between conservative minds and and liberal minds right and the one of the ideas of it that was that the morality like the conservative mind is very much about protecting the group they're very loyal mm -hmm. so it's we're gonna pre preserve what's here we're gonna protect our own right so whereas liberals are much more open to traveling more open to experiences they're not they're, they're not as like insular right so it's easy to say well the the republicans are immoral because they don't know and i think well no there's their their morality's tied to protecting you know yeah, self-preservation self-preservation and the group and right. us but it also creates an otherness and i think having an uh, african-american president is really like you know ham putting pushing that button pretty hard right i think i think this election is more racist than 2008. way more yeah it's interesting but um the last thing my sister, I was getting back on the train, and the last thing my sister said to me, uh, who, who I love, by the way, she goes, if you want to do something for mom and dad, vote for Ryan and Romney. And my parents have passed away. Yeah, that's so... But they, they, they believe that it's tied to, you know, they're, they're sort of the Fox News. But what state. do they believe that has to do with dead people? Because they were business owners. In other words, if you want, um, like my brother- I know, but they also had a gay business. son. Um, that's like, not... does nothing supersede being a small business owner? No. That's just it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. It doesn't matter if that small business owner ever gets, well, their has world a pregnancy is quite that they small. don't want. No, the world to... is quite small, you know? And I think they've, they, you know, they're, they watch Fox news and I watch right. MSNBC. I mean, it's a, yeah. And you no, know, that's so fascinating. And if I, if I had had the argument, I might've said to them, uh, Mitt Romney thinks there's something wrong with me. So yeah. I'm not going to vote for him. Exactly. It's that simple. Even though it's not, there's a million other issues. A million. Yeah. Um, but that's a big one. Like that's right. Like I love that. I get that that there are you know a lot of small business owners. Yeah. And I get the argument. I do understand the argument that Romney might very well be better for them from a business yeah profit margin perspective taxes. Yeah, I get that. But. So, I mean, you know, and I understand anytime you're a single issue voter, it's easy to go, what kind of an idiot are you? There's all these other things. Right. You know, and I have certainly been single issue, you know, in terms right. of like the gay marriage stuff and the gay rights right. and stuff. So, you know, you could certainly levy that charge against me as well. But it's like, yeah, but mom and dad had children. Yeah. One of whom is gay. So yeah. does that not factor into this? And small business owners need health care yeah. and need like. Do you know what'll really break, make a small business go broke? Yeah. 
a bad pneumonia. Well, also, there's some other issues in our family right now and different, you know, distant family or whatever, but somebody needs to be on unemployment. And if we could just get so-and-so to 55, then their Social Security will catch. Like, they're really trying to figure out how to, you know, get the help that's available from the government for certain people, you right. know? So it's it's an interesting dichotomy. But I, I think Obama's been an amazing president. I think... Remember what Bush was like? This all the scandals, Alberto yeah, yeah. Gonzalez, Valerie yeah. Plame, Abu Ghraib. Remember yeah. that stuff? I think we've all forget. It was a deluge. Remember when we all thought Osama bin Laden could kill us? Yeah. Remember no, no, that? No, absolutely. Look, I don't think I don't think Obama's been a, an amazing president. I, I think do. he's been disappointing in some ways. In what but, ways? Well, I just think that he hasn't I think what he has done has been fantastic. Right. I think that it's been slow coming. And four years is a long time. And, and right. in terms of the economy and stuff, look, that shit doesn't turn around. Right. But the social issue stuff, I do think, could move through the pipeline a little quicker. Right. But I also am not saying that that's the wrong right. play. Yeah. Because you got to think big picture. Yeah. And I think you've got to think eight years, not four. And he, and he don't ask, don't tell. He right. did that right. That you know, nobody can even argue with it. It's so, not even an issue anymore. Right. Um. And so I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, and I think he's, I do think he's been, you know, a, a yeah. really good president. Uh, and then compared to, yeah, that's not even. Plus, I don't. I mean, even if you're a conservative and you're going to vote for Romney, I don't think, even if you follow it, do you know what you're getting? Like, aren't they? Are they a little bit confused of like, which guy are we? Who is it? Right. I. It's like a. I think it's more about that it's just not Obama. It's not, that's what they're all about. I think they're voting against Obama, yeah. not for Romney. Yeah. There's really n not that much about Romney that anyone could get excited about. Yeah. But you could be really excited to get rid of Oh, Obama. that's what it's that all about. That could be exciting, I understand, to people. But I remember I was saying on this podcast that I thought Romney was lame and he was probably going to lose because he sucks. And I couldn't figure out he, if he had any talent, like if he was talented in a way. And then I saw the first debate, and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's his talent. He can." But he didn't sell and say he didn't whatever maintain he needs to it. But he could say he could say he had a really good night in the same way that Obama had a really bad night. Right, but I think if I, I was watching it, going, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And yeah. I think Ro Obama was doing the same thing. Oh, for sure. I mean, it takes a gift to be able to be like to just sell this shit that you haven't been selling that are lies that you haven't been selling for two years, like. That are Creation that you could see it on his face, like yeah. that's a gift. And I was like, "Oh, that's what—that's his thing." All right, yeah, shit. But anyway, that's enough about the election. Although I did have, we did have um, lasagna at Brett's house and go through the ballot measures, yeah, and the um, propositions. And I feel up to speed. I have my little cheat sheet. Well, I'm fascinated with the death penalty one, and I understand that this is really like this yeah. gets people going. And I'm not trying to antagonize anyone. Yeah. My personal look, anything that means less people is something that I'm for. Yeah. So I'm all about let's not only should there be a death penalty, let's fire it up. Okay. Let's fucking lower the standard. Right. Like more people need to be. But, um, and I, you know, I'm half joking when I say that, but I, you know, I, I do feel that there's a certain hypocrisy in saying I'm okay with abortions but not okay with the death penalty. like you know i mean like yeah. you can't say well every human life is precious but then but not the like these people have lost the whatever i just feel like you, you know what i mean you yeah. can't be like sometimes for death and sometimes against it but whatever that's just okay um it is true though and and someone we were talking about it while we were shooting the reality show one of the uh one of the lighting guys said 
yeah, but you know that it's easy for you to be okay for the death penalty because that's not your people going to the chair. Yeah. Meaning, statistically speaking, it's not my ethnic group that is sitting on death row and really being, ex- I mean, the, our judicial system is so messed up and that it is overwhelmingly people of color. Right. That, is it that go to death penalty? Yeah. I mean, I don't know the death penalty statistics. Yeah. Because you so, always think, think of like a Charles Manson type or a, right. you know, like a, one of those but, Patrick McVeigh so, or Timothy McVeigh or whatever. You know, and I said to him, well, I agree with you, but yet that's a separate issue. You know, the justice system definitely needs to be fixed. Yeah. There needs to be more, you know, some equity or something yeah. has to be done so that it's not, I mean, you know, nonetheless, I do think, you know, when people, when we say we're going to put people on death row, they can't sit there for 40 years. Yeah. Like that's just, that does seem to be a phenomenal waste of, of money to keep buildings full of people alive for 40 years when yeah. we've sentenced, like, you know, should have got off the pot. Right. But, you know, then there's the DNA evidence argument. Yeah. I'm finding. against it. I yeah. wish there wasn't a death penalty. Yeah. Um, because but, um, sometimes you find out that it's the wrong person. And I also think a lot of people will say, well, it'll give the victims closure and stuff like that. I don't think that's the government's job. Catharsis. No, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that it deters people from I don't, committing I don't, crimes. Yeah, I don't think it really And I does. don't know economically. Somebody was I, – I, maybe I'm full of shit. It seems like it would be cheaper to kill them off and save the room in prison. But I've heard that executions are expensive. Like doing that whole thing isn't right. cheap. So I don't know. I I just think it's I don't think a government should be in the business of killing people. So, yeah. anyways, gosh, we've gotten so heady. Um, D.L. Hughley has a really fun um, documentary on Comedy Central right now, um, where he's trying to put the black man on the endangered species list. Right. And uh, he interviewed. He's literally standing. They're like petitioning. Like, we sign this petition to have the yeah. black man put on the endangered species list. And the argument is that endangered species get put on the list when their habitat is becoming so encroached upon that they no longer. And that's sort of his argument that they're, you know, that the areas that are highly concentrated with African-American, you know, are just in such a bad state. And it's, it's a really fascinating thing. But one of the statistics is that 93% of black males that are killed in this country are killed by other black males. 93%. And he compared that to other ethnicities. And it's like, there's no, nothing even, nothing like, even close to that. And he was like, you know, we have this epidemic happening in our own community. Yeah. That is, and it's fascinating. I'm, I bet, I bet it is. It is. And, and there's a lot of humor, but there's also a lot of thinking. And it's on Comedy, Comedy Central? Central. All right. Yeah. I like Deal Hughley. So. Yeah. He's, he's got a good head on his shoulders. I like it. Um, what else did I think about politics? We got a lot of um, we've had other. a lot of people. Oh, I know what in, I was going um, to say. Emails uh, to the comedy couch. My last com- my last politic thing. Oh, okay. I'm just a little frustrated because there are a lot of things that were never talked about in this campaign at all. Global warming hardly ever got mentioned. Right. Well, it's uh, a theory, the dr- Dennis. Drugs, and w- and I don't know where Mitt Romney stands on abortion. Really, like there's just a lot of information where we're like, wait, wait, wait. What? Are yeah. You? Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say. There's so many things. That were never even touched upon. What I do like, uh, the only thing I can say that I've liked about this um, campaign season is I do feel like the moderators of the debates mm-hmm. 
have stepped it up a notch. Yeah, you know, we've all been saying, well. I want a moderator that'll be like, that's not the answer. And I'm yeah. not going to move on to you answer the question. And that's never going to really happen. I mean, that's yeah. not realistic. But I got to tell you, these moderators, I not like, Jim Lair. Check but, the try and skip candy. Can you say that a little louder, Candy? That was yeah, kind of delicious. Like, Candy kind of fucking, like, yeah. these, so, you know, that was the only good yeah. thing. If, if it continues every election cycle to swing in that direction yeah. to where the moderators actually can really lay down some laws and hold their feet to the fire on some things. That's yeah. a good thing. I thought um, they were, did, go, did well. I just wanted to say that I was reading through some emails at the comedy couch at gmail.com. Fantastic. Um, and, thank you for not giving up on us. By yeah. The way. And I just want to thank people. I tried to answer a bunch today. I know you've answered some, so you know, we love when you, there was nothing that was like epic and had to be read or anything. It was nobody shit their but, pants or blew anybody no, in the steam room or anything, but we do. Damn we it. love that you're uh, listening. Awesome. That, you know, one of our, uh, one of the podcast uh, couch videos wrote an email about how we've ruined Fashion Police for him now. Why? Because he goes every time I start watching the episode and like someone with a red dress comes on, I now imagine how many hundreds of bad period jokes and abortion jokes they had to listen to to get those five really funny ones that Joan did. And now that I know how much work is involved, it's like oh, it's not fun anymore. You know, jokingly. But I was like, don't worry, I'll ruin a lot more shows for you. There in the you future. go. That's nice. Um, it's nice that they're watching. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's cool. So what have you been up to? Have you been, you traveled to London? Yes, we did go that to London with the reality thing. show. But you had a few days on your own before. I did. I had, um, I went, I saw four shows, or no, I saw seven shows in four days. Holy shit. Before just, we did the You were just show. up in the West End? Were yes. you do, was there a half price situation thing or were you just all the yes, way? Yes, they have half price. I only paid full price for Matilda, which is like the new big hit. Yeah. Um, which will be in on Broadway in the spring. Do you think it's going to be big in Broadway? No, um, I think it'll you know do okay, but maybe maybe something you can take kids to mm -hmm. is a guaranteed like it's an easy sell right. matinee. You know maybe that I don't. What do I know? Who about? wrote the music and stuff? It's uh, got a big pedigree. Doesn't yeah, it? I don't really remember. Um, I liked it a lot, but I didn't love it. Okay. Um, and I do think they'll change some things for American audience because there's a couple things that are very English, sort of panto, mm -hmm. that I don't know that would, would you right. know, uh, transfer quite as well. But there's some really great visual stuff, and there's this one song at the beginning of the second act um, uh, called uh, "When I Grow Up" mm -hmm. or "When I'm." when I'm a grown up or something that the kids right. are all singing and they're literally on swings that swing out over the audience. And it's like this little playground sort of simple song. And I literally cried. It's so beautiful. I cry. The idea for of no what reason. five and six year olds think of yeah. being an adult really is like, and of course it's nothing like well, that. Well, like, when a musical's firing on all cylinders, oh. it can make you cry whether or yeah. not it's sad or not. And that happens to me a lot. Like I, I cried in Newsies and Denise was like, I was with my friend Denise, who's a softie. Right. She was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, it was like that. Yeah. So I like that you cried in uh, Matilda. Yeah. So I it was support really good. that. I saw um, uh, the first half of Queen's We Will Rock You. Okay. Uh, Hasn't that been around a while? Or yeah. Or is that a new version? No, been around a long time. Yeah. And it's so dreadful, I just couldn't even go back for the second half. I like, don't know their music that well. Well, considering I love Freddie Queen. Mercury's. Like, I don't know it. So, and we you would know you. every song really? in this, you yeah. know. But God, it's it was just bad and badly acted and badly everything about it was horrible. Um, and then I saw The Mousetrap, which has been running for sixty years. Right. There's the big secret at the end that after they reveal the murderer, they the curtain comes back up and they say now ladies and gentlemen you are part of the mousetrap and we ask that you please help us to maintain the secret and you know please don't tell shh you know yeah 
I'll fucking tell anybody. I thought it was so lame and just dusty. Yeah. And but what was so I went to a matinee of it and um I was surrounded by almost a hundred ten and eleven year olds. Wow. Were, there was two different schools that were having okay. field trips for this matinee. And I was talking to some of the kids around me and they had never they'd never been to a theater before to see a real professional. Yeah. And it was that was so electrifying to get to talk to kids and they were like so jazzed to see the curtain was about yeah. to come up and then at intermission they were like, you know, this it's so neat how, you know, when the doorbell rang and then someone came in and it looks like a door and like, you know, just the dumb stuff. Mm -hmm. They thought like the candles were neat because they weren't real flames. They were the little light bulbs that flicker. Like just the stuff that was, you know, theatrical and mm -hmm. the, it was just it was really cool to watch to that see it through their with eyes. kids. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a kid, the high school would do their production and we would get to go as the elementary school. And I would get lost in those productions. Yeah, like totally. Arsenic and Old Lace and Dirty Work. I would get lost. And then when I was in high school and you see that you're in the cafeteria. Right. The, you're lucky if you have any kind of set. It's or, the lamest thing in you the world. Know, right. You're playing 50. Like there's so much lameness. But I remember as a kid getting lost in those stories. Like yeah. plot point for plot point And oh my God. And oh. So that was super fun. Yeah. That was super so, fun. That's cool. And then I saw um, Blood Brothers, which I've never, I'd never seen. I saw it in London the first time I was there in like 1990. And there's a couple of good songs. Okay. And the lead woman was phenomenal. Yeah. Like she's an incredible singer. But they spend, it's, you know, these two twin brothers and they're separated at birth kind of a thing. Yeah. But then they're friends and they don't know they're related. And um, so it basically flashes back then to when they're like seven years old. And that's like the whole first act. And then like the right. second act, they're like in college. So, but like, the director, the whole cast is running around being seven, and they're talking about being seven, and but they were acting like they were handicapped. Like I'm like, you're seven, you're not retarded. Were like the, were they? The, were, was they it were, the main actors acting yes. playing seven? All, wow. The whole adult cast was okay. being seven, and they were like, like they were talking funny, and they were walking with like their knees turned in, and I was like, that's not how children are. Yeah, like at all. Like it was the worst. It was like some of the truly some of the worst acting. Maybe they were all trying to outdo each other. Yeah, it was like, like one a, was like, I'm gonna do a little limpy thing. Totally, pigeon toe. It was like on the cruise ship when you go, yeah. okay, we're gonna do the retard show tonight. Like everyone has to pretend that that they was have a big a, hit on every ship that I was on. I'm sure I did that. You but did? Oh, so you would no, in, I, like secretly. We definitely would do things on the ship where, like, I'm gonna just see to if I, yeah, I'm gonna see if yeah. I can talk with like a flight lift. Yeah, and just. Just, just if, if I can do it for the whole show yeah. tonight, yeah. just see if anybody notices. You know, like horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw um, a big show called Top Hat. Yes. Which is like a cast of like fifty, and it's like a Fred and Ginger musical, and it's was my favorite thing. It oh, is cool. so great, and that is not my cup of tea. Do you think it'll usually. come to the Broadway? Uh, probably not. Yeah. But it was the winner of their Dancing with the Stars called okay. Strictly Come Dancing. It was this guy that won that. And then the girl, this is so genius, Andrew Lloyd Webber knew that he was going to do a new production of The Sound of Music. Right. So they have a soap opera there called Hollybrook or Hollycomb or something. I think it's called Hollybrook. Okay. And he literally made them hire this girl. And the storyline was Andrew Lloyd Webber was doing a new version of uh, Sound of Music, and she was auditioning for it, and then she ultimately gets it and then moves away out of the town to go do the tour. So this whole character arc was just a big commercial for the Love it. Andrew Lloyd Webber's 
So the whole nation got to know and kind of fall in love with this girl playing a version of herself on this right. soap. Great. So then it like broke all these records. The tour was like this huge UK tour of Sound of Music. That's so cool. I know. And so it's she a great kind way of to became a star from that. Right. right. And so this is like her second or third show, and she's like 29 years old, and she's all legs, and she's beautiful, and she's a talented, and she's like an old school Broadway star. Like a Sutton Foster. Yeah, so that Love was it. really, really electrifying to get to see. Good. And huge big sets and boys and top hats and tap dancing. Love and it. Like there was a lot to love about it and it was funny and so that was really good. So I think that's all the shows that I saw. That's a lot of shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh and I got to see some friends that I have. I got to meet a comedian that I've tweeted with. Nice. For like a year. It was hilarious. I got to meet him and his boyfriend and we that was so fun. Did you go to any clubs and see any of like I went to thing? one gay bar to like have a drink. I went to G A Y yeah. one night because it was right down the street from one of the shows I saw. Um and talked to this guy who was from Slovakia and literally like I totally would have taken him home, but like his hotel was really far and mine was kinda far and he had to be up really early in the morning and we just kind of were like, eh, like yeah. Literally, I was there seeing shows, and after, you know, yeah. at the end of day four, I was, like, like too tired yeah. to, like, really hook up. And I, I it wasn't going to – it wasn't – I just wasn't super into it. And there's no, like, Denny's there. So even if you wanted to keep talking to him but, like, not go home – That's true. There's, like, nothing. I, I learned that when I was there. Yeah. I met a gentleman, uh, and there was, like, nowhere to go to hang. And then we shot an episode of the reality show, and I can't say much about it. Is but it I, did you guys do one show over there, or did you do an more? An episode, okay. yeah. Like, half it's of one the of the London episodes episode. is when they go to London. Great. And, um, but I got to open for Joan in front of 3,200 people. Wow. And, um, you know, you'll see how it went. I made, I made some choices that weren't maybe the best choices. Right. That's exciting. Um, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, just well, you'll see. The now, episodes. Fashion Police is a big hit over there, right? Did you? F- yeah, feel Fashion that? Police is E's number one show there. Ahead it's of the Kardashians. The, yeah, bigger than the Kardashians there. That's awesome. Um, but E is not nearly as big a deal there as right. it is here. Right. So, it's a little still less... more people here know about Fashion Police than there. Than there. I I. But did you found. feel like it, there were fans and stuff? But Joan, Joan is shows? huge. You know, Joan was doing this three week UK tour, and yeah. it was pandemonium. Yeah. You know, the people fucking turn out. That's awesome. She ended in Royal Albert Hall, 4,500 seats, standing room only. Amazing. And that was the last night, and then we all came home the next day. Like, it was really a great, incredible trip. Good. It was an incredible trip. Good. A triumph. A triumph. A triumph. Um, and then I left a pair of jeans in a, a hotel uh-huh. there, and I called them, and they had the jeans, and they were like, okay, well, we can post them to you. Yeah. Uh, you have two choices on the postage. Um. 78 pounds holy shit or 29 pounds so it literally was like 150 bucks or 50 dollars yeah so i had to pay 50 dollars to get this pair of jeans back yeah which they but if you love them so, yeah what are you gonna do sometimes you have those jeans so that I, you want back. I think the hotel was kind of screwing me on that yeah. deal i really don't think there's any they way charged a little bit yeah i yeah. don't think that uh so there you go um, I saw, speaking of musicals, I saw Justin Love at the celebration. How was that? Very entertaining. Good. I liked it. Smart, funny, some good actors. It's worth seeing for sure. It's, uh, they got another hit on their hands. Oh boy. Who doesn't? And the guy that plays the, you know, it's the closeted movie star musical. Right. And you need a guy that's charismatic that you would believe is a movie and feel star. Straight. And feel straight. And they found, they got the guy. Great. They got the guy. So. Is he actually straight in real life? I don't know. I, I don't. I think he might not be, but I don't know for sure. Right. So, okay. but 
if you don't have that guy, you're kind of fucked. And uh, they, yeah. I think they got him. And he's he sang well. And, you know, when he's on stage, you're like, fuck, he's something else. So, yeah, it was um, for sure good. And I judged a go-go boy contest. Did what? you know that? No. I mean, yes, I know you told me about this when I yes. got back. But how did that even come about? Well, my friend John D'Amico uh-huh. um, is one of the city council members. Yeah. And it's his. it was his idea to do this. They want to do something to bring more people to the bars and brand West Hollywood and – you they know, want more people in those bars in West Hollywood. I think, so. I think they, you know, they yeah. want to, and also go-go dancing. I think had some of its origination stuff was the whiskey a go-go. Like so, West Hollywood has that's mm-hmm. a thing, and they thought this would be a fun. Do you mean the thing sexy. where they like pull it down and show you just the shaft? Yeah, that's, that, that, that started, started right here. Yes, that's back, ours. Back in 1968 oh, or whatever. So God. anyway, and there were a ton of celebrity judges like. Um, the Craig Ramsey, the trainer, and Derek Hartley, and All from right. Sirius OutQ, and Derek. some local uh, like politicians and stuff like that. But anyway, so I get there. It's it, they've closed down the street on Larrabee between Video West and uh, Eleven, so it's kind of outside and fun, and they've got it all set up. And I get there, and all the guys are doing the red carpet. So they and they're in like little uh, speedo underwear kind of thing, and some of them have some accessories, harnessy doodads or whatever going on and they just like the guys like here get in there with them so i'm posting on the red carpet with all these guys and i'm thinking wow this will be fun on facebook and then i thought you know what fuck it i'm judging a go-go boy contest what do i in for a penny in for a pound penny in for a pound that's right yeah and then there was one guy i think his name was luke and he was really gregarious he's like he has that gift of like it's a party i'm here the party's starting i don't care what you look like or whatever I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to act like yeah. you've got a shot. Yeah, I'm going to act like you've got a shot. And it total, it's like Mitt Romney in the debate. I'm going to say whatever I have to say, but I'm going to do it And then I'm going to get the fuck out of here with your money. Exactly. Just like Mitt Romney. But um, we're posing for pictures, and then at one point they kind of separated, and they were still taking a few pictures, and we were kind of next to each other, and he's like, oh, people are going to think we're a couple. And I'm like, winner, winner. Yeah. We've got the, we found our winner. Save it. Fucking you know. king of all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. was like, and I was like, oh, and it made me blush a little. And I was like, winner. So, um, but then when the actual uh, event started, um, first of all, that Dar- makes me angry. I'm what? angry at him for what? For saying, saying that, that oh, and it being was totally so playful. Trans- yeah, like I hate that guy. Oh no, it worked. It was good. It was good. It was charming. Um, it wasn't, you know, whatever it was. Uh, and then, so Derek Hartley was one of the other judges. Yeah. And he was grumpy, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> he was, like, drinking and, like, oh, I'm just going to – he picked one, the most boyish one. He's, like, 10, I'm done. And I'm, like, Derek, yeah, you're, you're judging a boy. Seriously. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I've had it I'm, – I, I, my motto for the year is I can't with the bitchy. I can't with the bitchy. Like, what's – you know, 15 minutes Wait, focus. Wait, you have a motto and – A theme. I've just decided. I, you can oh – I'm gosh, overlapping. This, this letterhead anyways, is really intense. I was, like, what's – What's your? I was like, what's wrong? Yeah. And he, he was going on a gay what's cruise. What's your damage, Heather? What's your damage, Heather? Lighten up and fucking <laughs> yeah. judge the contest. And he was like drinking. I know. Enjoy like, their balls. I know. It was like I was like not having it. Like I hate everything, and even I'm like, do it right, Derek. Yeah, I, I wasn't know. Even it was there. like it was so like yeah. then don't do it. Like if you're gonna be like, oh, I can't believe I have to judge this go go. You know, right? He wanted to. I don't get it. Anyway. So uh, we shared a ballot. I did a lot of the homework for him. He kind of <laughs> cheated off my paper. Uh, so then they come out and they do a question. And the questions were really random. They were like, if you could have a bicycle that you'd worked years for or a motorcycle you got for free, which would you choose? 
that was weird. free motorcycle from one of my regular customers yeah. that thinks they have a chance no. chance with yeah. me but they don't but they buy me gifts yeah. and i lead them on uh, as far as the contest itself, as my friend Scott said after the movie Mamma Mia, I have a few notes. Yeah. But it was super fun. And then there was this one kid that came out. He was like, his name was Vladimir, and he had an accent. And maybe, I, and somebody said it was time that West Hollywood really acknowledged their Russian community. So we had Vladimir. And uh, somebody asked him some question about what's important to you in a, in a guy. And he's like, well, you know, you can anyone can be beautiful outside it's it's nice but true beauty is what is on the inside like he did the true beauty on the inside wow. thing yeah he brought it and he turned and faced the judges some of the other he people he fucking he world pieced you he world pieced us and the other guys were like motorcycle yeah Fuck, yeah <laughs> like they were and then when the, at the end they said and the winner gets a thousand dollars and all this other stuff and i'm like a thousand bucks yeah half of those guys didn't even know where they were like they could have brought them, it how many of them were gay um i'm not sure i have no idea I think a lot of them, most of them. Okay. I think almost all of them, probably. Maybe all of them. Uh, but they were very diverse, very different kinds of, like, it was a Silver Lakey guy and whatever. Yeah. And then Vladimir came out and did kind of the coolest moves, like the Britney ish moves. Um, and so. So they each had to do like a number? They did very, they danced for like 30 seconds, hardly yeah. anything. That's as um, hard as they again, work, I have a new, Again, I have a few notes. Yeah. I would have wanted to know a what's, combination. Your, what's your signature move? Yeah. It would be fun to see that. Yeah. What was it like the first time you did this? Why yeah. do you love the hammer it? hammer swing. Yes. Whatever. And um, let's get to know them. And right. I would have put them, gonna, let them pick Everyone's going to helicopter. Yes. Let them pick their own thing, their own ensemble. And why did you pick that? And what, right. you're a little, oh, you're a wrestler tonight. What's that about? Yeah, there's, let's, if we're Dollars, gonna, Dennis. Yes. It's about dollars. So let's do it. But then Vladimir walked off with the big prize. So I was very happy about that. Justice was served. Okay. And, uh. It was a good time was had by all. So I well, hope not I'm, Derek. No, well, he was over it. But <laughs> I, I, I think that he had some drama. He had some personal thing happening, yeah. maybe with a boy or I don't know. I was like, what's going on? And he started to tell me. And then I think, uh, you know, Vladimir took the stage or something. I don't know. But um, it was a good time was had by all. I want to know what happened to our logo. It's gone off our cable now. Because I was excited to watch RuPaul All Stars. I know. I don't even know and who's on it's that. Gone. I have and to call them about Wanda something Sykes else too. Has a uh, an election special that's on Monday night on Logo. That I wanted to watch. Yeah, I'll try to call them tomorrow. Because and then I don't there's know what the a fuck. Westboro Baptist Church documentary called The Most Hated Family on Earth. Oh, good. That premieres on Logo that I'm dying to see. Yeah. And it literally in the commercial, the documentarian I guess asks the little boys, you know, why do you hate these people? Like it's a little like a four year old and it's like, cause they dirty faggots and yeah. God hates fags. Like, and to hear a little kid say it, it's, it's chilling. Okay. It's, it's chillarious because like it's part chillarious. of me is like, that's fucking hilarious, but yeah. it's so dark and fucked up. But like when we were working on a big A sketch show, I wrote a sketch. Uh, it evolved and turned into this, the, this other sketch, but um, Kate McKinnon was going to be in it, who's now on Saturday Night Live, kicking ass. Kicking and ass. And she was going to be a star again last night. Oh, really? She's Louis so, C.K. hosted last surprised. night, and they did She's this amazing. brilliant Lincoln, like an episode of Louis, but with Abraham Lincoln. That's like the smartest, best thing ever. But um, Kate was a bunch of other. Characters. They do this thing at the end where they're two drunk yeah. people in a bar trying to hook up at last call and it's so funny and there's nothing funny in it but they're both so funny together she's so brilliant i'm yeah. not surprised she's where she is but i'm so glad she is and um but the theme of the the premise of the um sketch was called signs from god and it was like 
I'm Shirley Phelps, and we're here at Phelps Art Supply. We've got markers and tape and everything you need. And meanwhile, people are painting, enjoy your AIDS. Yeah. Oh, that's very good, Timmy. Like, yeah. it's just Put an some art glitter up in there. Get some glitter in there, and that's very well right. done. So nobody ever talks about the art they're making, but the it's subject horrible. Matter. God hates fags. Yeah. Everything. And, but she's just acting like, we got tape, we got markers, we got glitter. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. At Phelps Art Supply. Yeah. It never ended up happening, but she sold too gay. it. But it's too gay. Too gay for logo. Too gay. But it was like, I do remember my, my boss liked Enjoy Your AIDS as of all the different horrible signs yeah. that I wrote. He thought that's that, not even hateful. It's no. like, I want you to enjoy it. You should but enjoy just, it. You I, earned it. I love that it was told, it was done straight, but she was yeah. working with kids on arts projects. But, anyways, that's I the had, Phelps um, shit. I had a, a substantial conversation with our standards and practice uh, person at right. E that you got to catch the beginning of, and then I think you fled with my with butt tightened and I got your legs. I was yeah. like, "This is too early in the morning." That was this, like, this, if this. that had been a cartoon, there would have been a dentist-shaped hole in the door. <laughs> really? I after thought you I was. Left. I, I was. I didn't realize I was being. <laughs> you just know me, but no, I but think everyone, I walked at normal speed. Yeah, no, but everyone was clearly busying themselves. Yeah, with, suddenly with papers. And can be, I need you know I need to look at this yeah. stapler and make sure how the stapler works because it was making everyone uncomfortable except for he and I. Good, I'm glad um, you guys had it. But it was fascinating that you know the upshot of the conversation was you know he has the authority to kill a lot of jokes on fashion police and that's yes. just his job. He's just doing his job. He's not a bad person. And but we fundamentally we disagree ultimately on the idea that there just can't be a funny joke about certain topics. Like he was saying, you know, you guys were doing Casey Anthony jokes and I was killing them every week because there's nothing, you can't be funny about a crime involving a dead child. And I, my argument is no, you can, there are a lot of really funny Casey Anthony jokes that are possible out there that aren't mocking the fact that a child was killed. They're not saying that, yay, I'm so glad there's a dead child. Like, but you know, and I said, that's like saying there's no such thing as a funny rape joke. And he was like, exactly. And I was like, but you can. There can be a joke with the word rape in it that isn't saying these women deserved it. They were asking for it. Like, right. I feel like that is taking a big leave that, you know, and it was it was just a really interesting conversation. And I like it. It's good. I mean, because like, where do you fall on that? You think certainly you think you can do a joke with the word AIDS in it. Yeah, it's. It, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think sometimes like with homophobia or sexism, sometimes you can do a joke. Or racism that makes fun of racism, or like you right. could have done a Casey Anthony joke that makes fun of the fact that it was treated like entertainment. Or there's right. other ways of coming at things. So right. yeah, I think that it's it's dependent on every and, and every joke. But sometimes the best stuff is stuff that walks that line, but also kind of makes a point about right the phenomenon of it. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, that stuff is um, it gets. Joke by joke. Kind yeah, of it was really interesting because, you know, look, everyone's just doing their job. I'm not yeah. trying to smear the guy. Um, you know, but it, I just was like, wow, this is – I've said it before. It's a tough time for comedy. People are so sensitive. Yeah. You know, he was – again, he's an African-American man. I'm a gay man. And the conversation got cut because he – didn't like the joke about an Asian actress who's 38 years old. Joan yeah. was going to say, wow, she's 38. She looks amazing. You've heard of black don't crack. Well, apparently mellow yellow don't mellow. Yeah. And he was like, absolutely not. And I was like, well, first of all, it's a compliment. Yeah. You know? But there's something about yellow right. that he was like, saying, you know, the word, and I go, but reductive, I go, but you let all I get of it. these jokes about black people go through and all these jokes about gay people go through but you're super, super sensitive for the Asian community. 
Like it was, I just felt disproportionate to me. Right. Um, and inconsistent, but you know, it's also an imperfect science. Yeah. It's just, you know, everyone, but I, yeah, I, I kind of get it. Um, I have something exciting to share with you. I got a group on to scan in a bunch of photos. Uh, and I, so I scanned in some old photos from Disneyland, Tokyo. Oh, wow. Yeah, I picked, I had a That's ton like of That's like 1991. Yeah, so I have some fun pics back in the day. I'm not going to post them anywhere, but you. What do you mean you scanned them in? I got, they took um, photos and made JPEGs out of them. So if you uh, ever like want. Like you just like drop off a photo album? You drop off 500 pictures and they scan them in. And it was like 20 bucks. Oh, that's pretty And because cool. of my cruise ship project, I'm like right. scanning in a lot of, of that stuff. And I was like, I found our, like when we went, remember when we went to Venice Beach with Alan Oaks in like 1990 and yeah. took pictures against the graffiti wall? Yeah, like black and white pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I scanned in stuff. a couple of those. Um, I scanned in a picture of you as Prince Charming in Disney Tokyo. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just send you some that's little hilarious. JPEGs. Maybe for a comedy well, show. Well, you can scan them. Um, waiting. On your on the cop the printer, right? Yeah, because yes. I just scanned a bunch. Yeah, yeah, but it takes like I was like, uh, I still forever. barely know how to use that new printer I have. Okay. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed by technology. I really, I. But I you love your iPhone, right? I do. I love it. It's great. It's but now I'm, my iCloud is full, and it, every time it tells me that, and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. So I just ignore it. That's but, frustrating. But they 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 want you to get more uh, memory, or do you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, you just buy it. They're, oh, you have just to trying buy to, You get a little bit for uh, free, and then they want okay. to Okay, now it. I'm that's, used. Oh, that's, that's where we at. how Apple works. Um, and while you were flying to London, I had my Boogie Nights birthday party I know, I at Hyde. I missed it. Uh, it was really fun, although I will say I learned some lessons. Mm-hmm. Probably not on a Sunday again, because there are a lot of people that, that would have come on other days that didn't oh. come on a Sunday. Okay. I think. and Because um, there were a lot of people that RSVP'd that didn't come. And um, I had an amazing cake that I got at Porto's. Yeah. And they do a cake that's a bed with a sexy couple on it. Yeah. And I'm not sure. That's part of their, uh, yeah, the baseball standard. diamond. Right. That's one of their templates. And I'm not sure what you would use that for, like um, a bachelorette that, party yeah. or something. Uh, so I ordered the biggest bed they could make. Um, and then I ordered, um, it's a guy and a girl is one set. So I ordered two extra sets of dolls yeah um and then i put two guys together a guy and a girl together and two girls together on my cake like blowing each other and stuff like that okay and i was i was explaining this you know the portos girl uh you know sort of friendly latina and i was like and then i you know it's a a porno theme party and and i i'm gonna put a guy and a girl together and i could see her eyes starting to light up and i think she might be a lesbian she's like I like the way you think or whatever. Oh and then, God, yeah. So I was like into that, but the cake was a triumph and it tasted delicious. But I, again, I ordered a giant one and didn't eat. Gay people don't eat cake. Yeah. No, I, my lesson is don't get a big cake ever. Right. Don't get a it's big cake ever. Cake. It's better to run out of cake. Uh, maybe it's not. Maybe yeah. it's better to have extra cake. Maybe it's yeah. better to have leftover cake. But, uh, people got into the line dance. People were into that. Uh, I wore, Oh, here's something fun. I wore a wig. Brent lent me like a '70s wig, and it kind of looked like Bieber, but it was kind of shaggy. Okay. And um, some said on on Facebook, somebody thought Bieber, some thought Gloria Loring. Well, that's not a good thing, Dennis. No, but, but all right. <laughs> well, anyway, there's this. Remember, I told you about the guy that went into my secret Facebook box that I didn't know was there. Remember the yeah. the, guy, the guy from a long time yeah. ago that wanted to be back in my life. So first of all, when I sent out the Evite for the Boogie Nights birthday party, he emailed me and said, I forwarded it to three friends. I hope that's okay. Yeah. 
it's not a big deal, but maybe you say, hey, do you mind if I forward it to a couple of friends? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, anyway, <laughs> coming from somebody with, who has demonstrated dickish behavior in the past. That's the least dickish thing he did. But yes, yes, but it's still in the it's, dickish category in, in a way. Of. I mean, right away, like, boom, I've, I'm like, what? I'm like, right. But of, now I wish. And OK, then on the day of, he's like, I don't feel well. I'm not going to come. And I'm like, fine, whatever. What about your three guests? Uh, so then I, I, there were some pictures on Facebook of the party, right? And he IM'd me one day or Facebook messaged me and he's like, I'm so glad you don't wear that wig in real life. Your hair doesn't look like that in real life. And I was like, oh, it was just fun. And he's like, no, but it's really like bad. And like, he kind of hammered it home. <laughs> and I was like, I, and then I typed back, I thought I looked enchanting. So F you. I know <laughs> everyone that's, that's driving amazing. their car pull over to the side of the road. I told somebody F you, but I didn't type fuck you. No, oh, Dennis, I, we, we but, know you. We know, nobody thought you typed Nobody fuck thought you. I really went all the no, way there. one couch potato thought you typed but fuck it, you. I, it just was like... We'll take F you. We're taking it. Yeah, but not like the party looked fun and now silly. Now I need to buy you a cake. Yeah, not the party looked fun and silly and it looks like everyone got into right. it and I wish I could have been there, whatever. Yeah, I don't like your wig. Your wig looks stupid. Well, it's a wig. They're supposed to look stupid. Exactly. And then yeah. I'm so glad. And then I'm like, so f you. And then he started backpedaling. I'm so sorry. I meant like you look better now. And blah blah. Like I was like, whatever. I'm like, no worries. And then I <laughs> sort of like, no prop. I was like, cutting it down. The point is that I learned this recently. People that were kind of annoying ten years ago. Oh, they're still annoying. They're worse now. They're worse. Like because now they're bitter old queens when yeah. they were bitter young queens. There are people that are like, oh. I remember kind of I need to kind of keep my eye on this because you mix weird. Guess what? They yeah. still mix weird. They've aged poorly. Yeah. They, yeah. So I got to I think I got to step up my FUs sometimes. If I'm I love that. It. Yeah. Do you know? OK, so there's the drunk New York guy, right? That we've talked about. Yes. That, um, um, so on October 30th, literally after not. I mean, shit. When was New York? That was like two months September, ago. September, mid-September. So October 30th at 8.24 p.m., I get a random text. Tony, are you just done with me? Question mark. That's it. F you. And I wrote back, <laughs> what do you mean? And then another text immediately after. How are you after the storm? Because this was like Tuesday. The storm had just happened. Wait, Sandy. so he texted you. Yeah. And then you texted just him the back after the storm. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? And then I was like, oh, my God, how are you after the storm? And he writes, okay, sitting in darkness. Just miss you, darling. And I put no electricity question mark. And he goes, nope. And I wrote back, damn, I'm so sorry. Then send. Then I write a new text. The drinking is a real problem for me. You know that. I've never had someone fall asleep while I was on top of them before. Dot, dot, dot. Not a good feeling. And then he replies, okay, well then say something about it. Don't just drop off the face of the earth, baby. Problems can be fixed. But didn't you talk to him about his drinking the whole of time you were I there? Did. Every juncture, constantly. <laughs> it's literally all I talked about. All I did for four days was complain to him about he was drinking too much. And he fucking hits me two months later with, Why didn't you say well, something? Well, then say something about it. Oh. And, I just, and then I replied, okay. And then he never replied back. So Mr. Say Something About It, and that accused me of dropping him. Yeah. <laughs> then didn't reply, to, didn't participate in the conversation that he started. I think I'm going to come up with a new iPhone app called the FU. Oh it's one God. button and you just say FU. So I think that's going to be my new uh, money making scheme. 
that's that's kind of bananas. It's I think what it's did hilarious. you how did you respond? I didn't. That? I have not heard from him since. Yeah. The thirtieth at eight twenty four p.m. when I was clear and he yeah. was probably drunk. I mean, it's three hours different. It's eleven thirty yeah. there. He was probably drunk in the dark. You know, yeah. instead of drinking really cold vodka, he was drinking room temperature vodka. Wow. That's what I'm imagining. But yeah. So, you know, just yeah. whatever. Uh, but the point is people don't change. You're right. It's just Well, they don't kind of. And you mm-hmm. and you and it's weird Except to, to be get worse. reminded of that so vividly. Yeah. Uh, there's one guy that I kind of know in my life that's a little bit annoying at parties. And at the end of the party, my friend Brittany, who DJed, goes, who is that guy in the such and such shirt? He was like, he was like going, do you have this song and this song and this song? And she's like, I'm a professional DJ. And he goes, because I got my iPod in the car. And I was like, what a dick. Where's that iPhone app? Do you know who he is? Yes. I just don't want to say on here. Um, But I was like, ugh. There was a guy that I used to see uh, at this exercise classes like step aerobics class or whatever in like the 90s and he was so so good step aerobics mambo and um and uh his name is steven something yeah and um he was just always really great looking and i talked to him and i tried i wanted to like go out with him and he just made it really clear in the 90s that i wasn't good looking enough that he was really good looking and he had to be he had to go out with people that were as good looking as he was right like that was sort of how he turned me down holy shit and um he posted on facebook this week after halloween a picture of him he was a gladiator so basically it was like a skirt and some sandals yeah and i swear to god he was like i still i can't believe i still look this good after all these years Holy shit. <laughs> it's another one of those. You kind change. of can't. They, they just get, get worse. They get more of what they are. He was that kind of blows my mind. What, were the, com- in what the were the comments underneath it? Uh, everyone was just agreeing. Because yeah, when, you're, well when you're a gorgeous gay guy and you look good in a costume with no clothes on, that's all anyone cares about. And yeah. they will fucking, you know, I just love this. Uh, having feel, Having a fat day. Yeah, you know, and it's like someone like with their like abs out, and then it's just like four hundred people have to like you really took the time to type. No, you look amazing. Did it, like, you didn't see that yeah. that was such a ploy. Like, I you think didn't... if I were starting out in my career now, <laughs> I would be a Facebook therapist, and I would deal with people whose emotional states have been upset by what they've seen or posted or replied to on Facebook. Because I have a good friend right now who's. Um, separated from her partner for work reasons, and the partner's posting things that are fucking pissing this person off. Right, and it's like, oh, I would, I would take that right into Facebook therapy. Yeah, you know, because they don't think of how the ramifications are, and it, there's a lot of that weirdness. But um, speaking of half naked guys, my friend Dylan uh, brought like six guys to my um, disco yeah. party and asked first if he could, and I was like, of That's course. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, I know. But they really went all out with the costumes. I guess uh-huh. one of their friends has a warehouse full of shit. And uh, there was this guy named Ian who had a half shirt on and little shorts and was really sexy and cute. And um, they were all there taking crazy pictures. And they're like, get in the picture, get in the picture. And, I, and they pulled me in and I was, I, I was like, and I said to this kid who I hadn't met yet, I was like, what's happening? He goes, I'm sucking you off. And he just like went down into this weird pose. So everyone's wow. taking these crazy porny pictures. And of course, after the party, everyone was like, oh, fuck, what do we do? But they weren't that bad. They were fine. But um, it was funny. And then I ended up actually seeing a movie with Ian. I saw The Sessions with the Helen Hunt 
Oh, that's right. I really want to see that. It's good. Yeah. And I didn't want to turn around on her and have a oh. Helen Hurt turn around, but I'm having one. Um, I really liked it. I really liked it. And uh, I think she'll probably be nominated for an Oscar. And the same with the dude. It's about the guy with the polio. Sex therapy, yeah. It's really, um, and the director was there and talked about it afterwards. It's just frank, but I like the way the story was told and the way it well, unfolded. Well, I like that it's so sex positive, like that, it, it, that, 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 that it's not like a shameful. Thing. Like that's a human. That's part of the human experience. And it's very, and you know, when she takes off her clothes, it's very matter of fact. And right. I think it's it's great. We need more movies that are uh, frank and and stuff like that. I it's um good. I saw Flight last night. I want to see Denzel it. With Washington. And? Um, and well, as a you know, the only person in my family who's not an alcoholic. It he's an alcoholic in it. It's really not what you. The movie isn't what you think it's going to be. Yeah. Like it, you think it's going to be. Oh, he's the black. Sully he landed the plane in this amazing thing and then it's I don't know how he deals with the fame or the you know right. whatever it, and it's not that at all and yeah it I sounded like a kind of indie movie that just got a loved big it oh, first good. of all the the sequence of the actual plane landing and the fl- is astounding right like it's it it's incredible the yeah. the opening and you know we had the girl Nadine Velasquez on Fashion Police yeah and she's kind of another one of those like I can't believe how good I look. After yeah. all, like she's kind of got a little of that to her. She describes herself as stunning, which by the way aired. And Dennis Hensley wrote this amazing joke this week that did air. Which one? Uh, Christina Aguilera met her boyfriend on the set of Burlesque when he was a PA, and she was. A I don't C-U-N-T. even remember Joan doing it. It's in it's in the episode. Yeah, I didn't think. Yeah, she that did was it. my favorite joke. Right. So hurray, and I want everyone to know. I Dennis don't remember. I was watching that thing. I don't remember her saying it. Well, she did. Maybe I was it airs. looking down on by pad or yeah. i don't know what happened um i blanked out maybe i was telling somebody to fuck off on facebook i hope god i wish you were <sighs> i need to do that more um, um but so anyway so uh so i really want to talk about flight once more people have seen it but i don't want to give away like okay. spoilery things but you liked it um That's good. i loved it good but i hated the ending okay like we'll talk about it next time yeah it got really zemeckis okay he made a Zemes All right, at, the, at the end, I think. For well, me, he but, hasn't made a live-action movie since But most people, Castaway. I think, will like it and want the ending to be the Good. way it was. I'm just... I saw Smashed, which is an indie movie about yeah. these drunks in Los Feliz. And uh, uh, I wonder what you would think of it. I, I wanted to try out the Sundance Cinemas, the, yeah. the Robert Redford thing, on, Sunday, uh, on Sunset. And I love them. It's so like that, being in... That used to be... Oh, that's, that's our, our alarm. alarm. It, it used to be the Sunset Five, and I like yeah. that it's... Um, I like that it's uh, it's like being in his woodsy ski lodge in Utah. Oh I like boy. the vibe. Yeah, I'm into right. it. Um, let me see if I have any other things. Um, oh, about um, my party. One of my favorite moments, because I ended up spending more money on it than I wanted to. Right. And I was like, ugh, oh, well, all right, whatever. Live and learn. Yeah. But um, my favorite moment was at the end, and the, lo- the song was Last Dance. And everyone was dancing, and there wasn't a lot of people left. Like Jill, I remember Jill Oliver there mm-hmm. at the end, and um, my friend Nino, and some other people. And I was in the middle of this circle, and everyone was dancing to Last Dance. And I was just going around, like looking at everybody's faces, mm-hmm. and I, it was so disco-y, and I felt so loved. And that, like that spinning around moment, f- looking at everybody, I'd, like the random assortment That's of people me. that were there, was lovely. Like that was like, oh, I'm putting that right in my heart. Turn on my hot well, light. We um we shot a thing for the reality show. Uh, Lily Tomlin had a dinner party, which she had, um, and Jane Lynch was there, and her wife, who is just enchanting and wonderful, 
uh, and um, Jay Rodriguez was there. Right on. And, you know, I've run into Jay uh, literally a couple of hundred times right. since Queer Eye. And he's um, never been very friendly to me. And I always was like, first of all, how does he even know who I am to be so frosty? Because people seem to say he's very nice, and yet I've never... And I just have to say, he was so nice. And Good. I enjoyed so much chatting with him a little bit. I love that. And so that's a nice thing about... That's the nice thing about you stuff. Know? And I didn't say like, eh, I can you've never been nice. Because that, yeah. that's one of those asshole things that you're not supposed to do. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't super, know super what nice. his trip has been, but I bet he went through that thing of sudden fame with of Queer course, Eye. That couldn't have been went, easy. Went to his head, calmed down, and now is more like great. But uh, there was this great moment on when we had that show, The Dish. Yeah. Um, and by the way, ABC is trying to bring back boy, a new version of Boy Meets World, where it's about their daughter is a teenager now. So it, but they would have be Danielle it? be the mom. I want her to be on my TV. I know. Every week. I love her so much. So I, know. I really want Good. this. Reboot of it Boy Meets World to happen, where Cory and Topanga are married and have a teenage daughter of their own now. Oh. Um, but anyway, uh, there was this thing on the dish where Jay used to host this show um, called Latin Eyes or Miami Eyes or I I don't know. It had the word eyes in it, and it was a local show in Miami that was like half in English and half in Spanish. Right. And there was this one scene where he they were tossing to a producer was interviewing Ricky Martin and Jay was going in the studio to like record an album or a single or something that I don't even think it ever came out. Um, and they were like, do you have any advice for Ricky, Ricky Martin? Do you have any advice for Jay Rodriguez? And Ricky was still in the closet at the time. And he clearly wasn't that excited about the idea of Jay Rodriguez releasing an album. And I'm sure the reality is the producer just asked Ricky a bunch of questions at the end of the interview. Like, yeah, send a shout out to Joan Rivers for her 80th birthday and yeah. do this. And do you have something to say to Jay? And he was sort of like overwhelmed and done and wanted to go home. So his heart wasn't really in it. Right. But so Ricky had this quote where he was like, well, I mean, if you're in, if you're really going to do it, just be careful. Cause it might just explode in your face. And the idea of a gay guy saying something's going to explode in your face. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. There was like, and he literally was like, you should not be doing an album. Like, yeah. there were a lot of things at play. And, yeah. and I clipped it for The Dish and right. wrote these really, really mean jokes about Jay Rodriguez right. for that. And and so I asked him about that. I go, did you ever see when we used to make fun of you? And he totally, he goes, the Ricky Martin thing was the best. And I was like, I wrote that. Oh, that's And we cool. laughed about it. And he was like, that was, you know. He goes, it was really interesting because when Queer Eye, you know, was really a phenomenon, I was always, I always went down the hardest. And I really, that was really he kind did, of fun. He did, because they it couldn't figure of, out what his gig right, was. For sure. You know, and it, but it was like, and he goes, that, it was really fun because this was like, there was sort of a constant stream of like, you know, jokes on me. And I, I was, but it's he's like, like a he diary. enjoyed it. Yeah, he enjoyed good. It. That's nice that he wasn't yeah, bitter about it. Yeah, he was super it. cool, so... Um, well, I have, that's about it with we the big stuff. Go. I do want to say one thing. My, uh, I want to send a shout out to our friends on the East coast. And I think when, when it first happens, you, you try to reach out to people back there that, you know, and I did a fair amount and then you kind of sort of forget. And I yeah. keep forgetting how a lot of people still don't have power. And I feel right. like I may have been, um, not as sensitive, uh, to my East coast pals, but, um, I hope they're holding up. Okay. And I am thinking about them, but, um, Baby Hector and Shane Jacobson were in New Orleans. They missed the whole thing. Oh, good. Yeah, they 
he, Baby Hector sent a tweet. Were they uh, together? Yes. Well, no, but he ran into him in New Orleans. Oh, my God. Like, Look who I just found. Love it. So it was two of our New York City oh, friends happened to be them. out of harm's way. So that's good. But with um, my writer's group, we meet every other Saturday. We were meeting at La Paine Quotidian, and they told us that we weren't going to have internet there because their server's on the East Coast. Yeah. So I suffered. Yeah. I you were like this is true. Oh! Yeah, no, it's super bad, and I yeah, but isn't that random that a server for a you know? But at least we got to be inconvenienced for. Look, I was supposed to go into a show Tuesday night in Columbus, Ohio, and I had to cancel it because of the weather. I couldn't risk getting trapped there. My flights yes. were going through Charlotte, and I knew Charlotte was going to get shut down, and Joan didn't get to go to New York, and you know. Oh, by the way, for the uh, Columbus, Ohio show, I did an interview, and again. You know, I'm nobody. So when someone interviews me, I'm not getting like a great writer from like this. It's not fucking. It's not Maureen Dowd. Yeah, no, it's, it's not, not Vanity or, Fair, right. right? You know, it's like someone who is getting paid thirty dollars and if has that. to do twenty, right? Like you know, so I've got, I feel it. But um, one of the questions they asked was like, um, "Is it harder for gay comics and straight?" And I was like, "Well, I've never been a straight comic, so I don't know." But if you're funny, you're funny. Blah blah blah. But I said, you know, I will say that you know it is weird when you're not um, extreme. Like you know, most comics are either really obese or you know really sort of odd looking or whatever. And when you're not someone who like looks, you know, like they live under a bridge, sometimes gay audiences, like my toughest audiences, are like the gay crews, where it's just a bunch of like you know methed out roid guys that are just right. they're like fuck they don't give a f they don't want to hear my dating stories they don't give they don't give a shit right like straight people love it but a lot of times gay guys are like oh you're gonna complain about dating you know with with right you know what i mean like right. oh and um and that's somehow the opening quote was about how i'm so gorgeous that audiences are jealous of my gorgeousness oh shit and it was Mortifying. Like when he goes, here's the article and it's up online and it's in, you know, it's out on stands right now. And literally uh, the first quote was something I never said. Like audiences hate me because I'm so good looking. Oh, and fuck. it was like something I would never say. It would miss the point entirely. That one's not for the website. And I just wanted saying? to blow my brains out. And then it got worse because he asked me whether I would rather something like do a line of Coke with Chloe Sevigny or Drew Drogi dressed as Chloe Sevigny and I was like oh I, I mean I wouldn't do coke but definitely Drew is a friend and I love him he's so talented and anytime I hang out with him you know is great and I just I love Drew and I don't think he's he does coke either no I think he has once I think he has a funny story about it and that became <laughs> that became Oh yeah, I know Drew Drug Drew Drogi. He totally does coke. Drew Drogi is a cokehead. <laughs> so I, I'm gorgeous, and Drew Drogi is a cokehead. I owe a big apology. I to think Drew can we Drogi. call that? I'm I'm gorgeous. Yeah. So can we there call you go. That, yeah. um, the you know you wow. just can't trust this liberal media. Is it on but, the uh, um, the the lamestream media? Yeah. The Shit. Media. So there you go. Fuck. I just thought that was kind of hilarious. And wow. Thank God the show was canceled because I was so mortified by yeah. this interview. Can we call this podcast fu? Fu, it's yeah, the new hope. To, it's not. It's not hope. To, it's no hope to he. It's, no, there's no hope. To All right. He. Anyway, we love you guys for listening. Thanks. We promise we will be back real, yes. real soon. And by that, I mean two months from now. Um, <laughs> Check so. out vanitymark.com. The new Doctor Gloss is just as good as Doctor Kiss. Mm -hmm. My D Dennis Hensley five pack is now available on cdbaby.com. It had to move because the other one new went, baby. Yeah, new. Ba I have a new baby. So, um, so check that shit out. 
And um, one of my songs from 12 years ago is on this great CD that my friend Michael Anthony put together. It's called um, Anonymous, and you can learn about it at IamAnonymous.org. And it's, um, a, you know, it's all, the whole project is about bullying. So you can do a good thing. Yeah, that's and awesome. And hear a 12-year-old song. That's I holding that. up. That's You're holding up. Right. Oh, here's right. a random story about my song. I put out an album in 12 years ago, and... Um, I was in Target, and do you know who Michael Rooney is? No. He is Mickey Rooney's son, Uh-oh. and he's a dancer. Okay. And he, I used to take his class back in the day when I was right. dancing, and he was a wonderful choreographer. And I was going through Target, and this guy looked kind of familiar, and he was like, Dennis. And I was like, oh, that's who that is. And he's like, he started complimenting on my record. That's so nice. And he was like, I've been trying to get that one song in a movie, and I think Leanne Rhyme should sing this one. And I was like, I'm in fucking Target. That was 12 years ago. That's I was so, so touched by great. it. And he was, I was like, what are you, are you still teaching and choreographing? He goes, yeah, I've been, he choreographed um, You Make My Dreams in um, 500 Days of Summer, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like that yeah. really memorable thing and a bunch of other stuff. And that was oh, just random. for him, Mr. Rooney. I know. So... Thank you. Anyways. All right. Well, we will be back soon with more comedy. Bam, with boom. Dennis Hensley and I'm obsessed Tripoli. with bingo, bango, bongo. Yep. I'm obsessed with that. Joan also phrase. says that. I love it. Yeah. 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 Anyways. All right. We love you for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.